Hey everybody, welcome to High Risk Hollywood, the podcast where we pitch the shows Hollywood should be making. I'm Jackie. I'm Diana, and this week we have a very special guest. Phil! (laughs) 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 I thought you were going to introduce yourself. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) It's fine, it's better this way. It is. All I've got is a dull fact and a TikTok, so... That's what I came prepared with. I've never read this book. You know what? Hey, fair. And as the great Phil has notated, we're leading in with a fun fact and then what I'm calling our segment of the vibe check where we give like a meme, TikTok, Vine, or alternative media. So should we start with, you said fun fact, but they're dull facts because we're still in quarantine. Thank you for correcting me. Yes, that is true. So... And Phil, just so you know, we're going to give dull facts about you since you are our guest today. Um, and I was trying to, like, think of a good dull fact about you, Phil, but it's very, very hard, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> the dullest thing I can think of is that you have glasses. That's dull. I mean, I don't know. You could have contacts by now. I haven't seen you in person in a hot minute. I mean, I feel like that's, like, just super rude right out of the gates. <laughs> what? <laughs> Commenting on my appearance and saying that I look dull. I mean, that's well, having that's glasses rude, is Diana. a dull fact. Like, why does having glasses make exciting? me dull? All right, if this is going to be this aggressive of a podcast, I'm going to turn up the heat a little bit. Okay. Oh my god, we cooking. Already. We're <laughs> cooking. So, like Diana, the first ten facts I thought about for Phil were all too cool and too exciting. So. I try to think, like, what are things that I only learned about Phil after knowing him for a really long time, and they were facts that didn't really matter. So, the fact that I'm going to go with is that he's from Iowa. Yeah, I can't argue with that one. That is that's that is a thousand percent accurate. Corn and meth, that's what Iowa does. Yeah, like, I was even going to be, like, all of the, there's so many fun, you have all the fun facts, but I could be like, oh, you have, like, your, like, double undergrad in both things starting with P. But I was like, no, I should just go with <laughs> Iowa. That's so specific. Phil, you became a topic of my book club with my new work. Because one of our other former coworkers is in that book club. And she mentioned you, and then we had to, like, explain, and it was, it was a whole thing. And now my other book club at my new job is, like, so intrigued by you. So, again, this is why it's very hard to come up with dull facts about you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Living a ridiculous life, it's probably apt for the book we're discussing, but. Listen, I've been asking for your memoir for several years now, Phil. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Y'all got chapter one of the fever dream, so that's feel fair. blessed. That's a fair point. <laughs> I very did think fair. I've seen that goodwill now. <laughs> and I was like, I think this is the one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, should we do yeah. our vibe check now? Yeah, Diana, do you want to go first? Okay, yes. So um, my vibe check, so my meme is, you know that picture of a cat that's like looks like it's crying, but it's doing a thumbs up? No. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, let me send yes. this to you. Okay, Phil knows what I'm talking about. I got there. Okay. Okay, I'll send it to you, Jackie. (laughs) Everyone, just Google cat crying thumbs up meme. 
because again, podcasts are an audio medium, not a visual one. Um, and that's my vibe right now because, you know, it's been a long month. I know it's only January 18th, but um, it feels like it's the 18th of forever. That's all. <laughs> that's the vibe. I mean, Who? I can understand that. Oh, I have seen that cat. Right? Yes, I have. Everybody should really Google it. It is worth your time and effort. I think that is very good for, like, the longest year ever. That's still in January. Yeah, it's going to be a long year. So, my vibe check is, like, pertinent to what we're going to be talking about today. But, one thing that 2021 has provided is the sea shanty song meme (laughs) performance. And I found one with some lovely singers that also had my favorite, personal favorite Muppet, Kermit. And to me, that is my vibe check of just like, well, the world might be burning down, but Kermit's in a song and it's awesome. I I have seen that. I respect that. People have been playing that at work, like the different TikToks of people singing Wellerman. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I would say if you haven't yet, because um, I feel like the the one that most people are talking about is the Longest Johns. They are a sea shanty group, um, but I prefer the Dreadnoughts. So mm. they are a, like a polka sea, sea shanty group. Um, but yeah, if you're in the mood for some polka slash sea shanties, look up the Dreadnoughts. They're pretty fun. Does your dog prefer listening to that? Um... I mean, he's been pretty chill with it. I've been listening to some of it recently. I would say currently his vibe has been much more of a... We've been listening to a lot of um, uh, Amerigo Gazaway, the project he did called Yasin Gay, where he mashed up Marvin Gay and Most Def. So that's been playing a lot uh, over the past week or two. So he's really been into that, though. Nice. So, Phil, what is your vibe, then? So, uh, my vibe, I would say, is something that popped up on Reddit the other day that I hadn't seen in a very long time. It's a pretty old video, and you can easily find it if you search for Banana Man on Fire. (laughs) Um, The video's fairly self-explanatory, but uh, I think it explains the joy that I've felt over the past month or two as well as just the utter dumpster fire that we are surrounded by. So, you know, yeah. Arrested Development did teach me that there's money in the banana stand. (laughs) So. Banana Man on Fire, and the first thing is a 2009 Mashable article that says, Teen Set Self on Fire, Dancing YouTube Banana to Blame video. (laughs) That's probably it, yeah. Oh, the link's broken. Uh, I know it was originally an e-bombs world, so maybe add e-bombs world into it. There we go. Uploaded in 2006? Jesus. I mean, I'm an old man. This is a lot. Oh, he's being (laughs) doused by a friend. Oh, he's got one of those little candle lighters. Oh, there. Oh, didn't light up yet. Just wait. Yep. Oh, this is a poor choice, sir. Oh, stop, drop, and roll. Oh, and now there's a hose. Oh, this is such a bad choice for this man. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I miss when the internet was this simple. Oh, ew, there's so much fire. He's gonna have to see a doctor. Oh yeah. Oh, and then he's in the shower. He's like, oh, this sad face. I mean, I don't know if either of you have ever been on fire aggressively, but it's not fun. Being in a banana suit is pretty fun, though. I do like to threaten to set myself on fire at any minor inconvenience, but I'm actually very terrified of being on fire. So, you know. I could do the banana part of the costume. Couldn't do the fire part. Most interactions I've had with banana costumes or people in banana costumes have all ended in violence. So I would say don't get a banana costume, but at the same time, if you come across a banana costume, you have to buy it because it's just so much fun. That's the rule. ready to brawl, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the only yeah. thing, the other costume that makes people brawl is like the Bert and Ernie there's always videos of people in Bird and Ernie costumes really getting into mosh pit-like situations. Who do you think is more violent, Bert or Ernie? They're a tag team effort, like the ice climbers. But, like, if they were going against each other, who would win? Gosh. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Bert is definitely the serial murderer, mm-hmm. and Ernie's probably just more of the berserker, so... It, I would, I would venture, I guess, to say that it, it would probably come down to the arena that they're in. Mm. Okay, I can see that. I think people would assume it would be Bert, but I do think Ernie would be, like, the surprise, like, bam, get ya. Yeah, he could probably Hulk smash a little. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Muppet-like creatures, who would like to dive into this week's pitch i guess i'll get started because i know i've had many conversations with phil talking about the muppets christmas carol and or general material that includes muppet characters so this was like this episode wasn't gonna happen unless phil was here to enjoy in the muppetry that it is also 2021 the dumpster fired is the great gatsby did enter public domain which means we can finally have a Muppets version of The Great Gatsby. Wow. If there's anything that has been a blessing about 2021, it is that. Yeah, so we have that. And, like, let's throw out some, like, general ground rules for this limited series. We're not Boz Lerman. There can only be one human character. The rest are Muppets. And generally, we follow the story, but it is for kids, so we do not have vehicular manslaughter or murder. Or, like, you have to do it in a tasteful way. Okay. I think those are, I, I think that covers our bases, right? Tasteful Muppet murder. Yep, check. I'll work on that right now. Okay, cool. It's just, like, think about it how, like, the new Tony Hawk game does not have, like, blood when people fall, but, like, you still eat it. What do they have instead of blood? Nothing. You just fall. What if, like, when you fall instead of blood, it just, like, it was, like, a graphics of a bunch of, like, spiders? I don't like, like that. Where no. the blood would be instead. No. Like, it has to be something scary. No, Ron Weasley does not like that. Well, Rupert Ron Grant Weasley doesn't like that. Well, I mean, he's not to play Tony Hawk. Whatever version true. they're on. 
this is really weird because the two video games I've been playing have been Tony Hawk and Lego Harry Potter. So oh. thanks for mixing that up. We Sorry, have said we're witches before. Yeah. <laughs> witches versus the patriarchy! <laughs> Basically. Okay, so we have our baseline. Now, who... Who's a human character? Yes. So I think Ryan Gosling is an internet gem slash just if there needs to be somebody who is alongside Muppets, it's Ryan Gosling's time to shine. I mean, I'm not going to fight it. You know my love of Ryan Gosling. But my question is, is he Gatsby or is he Nick? Like, who is the human? See, I've been thinking about that a lot and I feel like that is the key decision here because I feel like whoever, if Nick is the puppet then it's you know most assuredly got to be kermit but if you know nick is the human then kermit is gatsby so i i feel like there's i feel like that's a really big decision to figure out who we want to be the actual human in this because that's if that's going to be the only human that's going to have huge weight upon their shoulders to really tie this together for us so let's hear your arguments for kermit being gatsby and then Kermit being Nick. Well, I, honestly, I think that the the Leo performance has tainted us um, <laughs> in terms of Gatsby being this oversized, you know, giant of cinema. When in reality, like, we don't need a ton from Gatsby in terms of the tor- in terms of the storytelling. Like, we just I don't think we would need all of that. Now, if we put Ryan Gosling in the Gatsby role. He's going to be beautiful. He's going to be wonderful. Those scenes with him and the parties and the intimate scenes between him and Daisy, like those are going to be amazing because, you know, Gosling touches things and they just turn to gold. But my concern with that is, is that if we have Kermit as Nick, then all of a sudden we have a puppet for the person who we are trying to like relate to and live through. And so I don't know where that goes. Also, I can't see Ryan Gosling as Nick Carraway. I think Carraway has to have a little bit of a twinge of darkness to him just because we, he's, we have to believe he's slightly unreliable. Um, I don't know. I, I think of Timothy, uh, like Chalamet as more of a Nick Carraway, but I'm also on a Timothy Chalamet high as after the past few movies I've watched. So he what does do have brooding down. Yeah. He's got good hair too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a requirement, but just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I do Although, have this. Go for it, Diana. Oh, I was just going to say, we know Kermit can pull off a tuxedo, Hmm. which does give him, you know, a good reason to be Gatsby. But, like, you know, when you think of, like, the whole Gatsby backstory, like, if they're going to be, like, the little montage of that in the film, or is it going to be a movie, or is this going to be a a miniseries? Miniseries. Right? You want to get the whole emotional scope of this, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're going to have... Kermit per se <laughs> pull that off but also you know in the Muppet Christmas Carol he does have a lot of depth I definitely cried a lot in his scenes with Tiny Tim oh every so, time like every time like hysterically crying um so maybe but then does that automatically mean Miss Piggy is Daisy if Kermit is Great Gatsby and that's the thing is right like if you have Gosling as Gatsby 
does that mean that you know we have weird sexual tension between Gosling and Miss Piggy? Actually, now that I say that, I'm totally on board for it. Like, yep, <laughs> totally on board. But I sort of almost felt like Miss Piggy would do better as what's the name of Myrtle, the one that gets uh, run down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like just seeing her like, like the drama, the look of like a twenties like scandalous woman. Like, Miss Piggy could pull that off. Like, that would be a look she could achieve. Well, see, I had instantly gone to Janice for Myrtle. That's who popped up in my brain right away. um, That's fair. You know, there's not a lot of female Muppets, so, like, they need to dress up. That's 2021. Yeah, I started to look at the Fraggles and um, Sesame Street, but those are all different. You know, there's Warner Brothers and, like fraggles on apple tv right now and then the muppets are disney so that that wouldn't even work i mean you know it could be like a sony marvel crossover but that seems unlikely wait okay i just had an idea so what if miss piggy's daisy but do you guys remember the muppet show on abc yes what if you bring in denise (laughs) as myrtle (laughs) like is that too much I, I mean, I would say no. Like, I, I don't think there's going to be too much in this I conversation. Oh, that's okay. I just, I just remember the hate Denise got on that show, but yeah. it was warranted. She was trying to steal Miss Piggy's man. <laughs> okay, so I think we've settled that Kermit's going to be Great Gatsby in order to get the Miss Piggy relationship off the ground. And then, okay, I mean, I guess for Nick then, like, Ryan Gosling, I feel like maybe, I mean, I just, you know, I love him. But I could see Timothy Chalamet. Well, I'm sure the, um, uh, what's his name? The, um, Tom Holland, the Spider-Man. That's like, who I was thinking of. I feel like he'd have a big internet campaign for this, yeah. Oh, he's so delightful. I mean, it'd be kind of ironic stepping into Tobey Maguire's shoes yet again. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely incorporate some Spider-Man jokes in there somehow. Mm-hmm. And that's why it has to be him. I mean, because I feel like the vibe is better now that I think about it. When I think of, like, the character of Nick. And it also gives Mr. Mini Peter Parker, like, it shows his, will give him a chance to show his range more. True. No yeah. backflipping. That's my one rule. Unless he backflips into the pool. Well, I mean, he, he does have a ballet background. and. I mean, if it's going to be a Muppets Gatsby, it'll be a musical. So, like, oh, that's a good point. Tom Holland can dance. Have you guys all seen his lip sync battle performance to Rihanna's um, oh, Umbrella? Yes. yes. A, a multiple times. That was a cultural times. reset. Cultural reset. So good. Yeah, he does have a lot of skill that goes very unseen in Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. He's Billy well, Elliot, yo. True. I thought you were saying he's Billy Eyelash, and I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm TikTok too much. I'm thinking of like Gen Z. <laughs> so we've talked about a couple different people, but we have to pick who's going to be the Tom Buchanan to Miss Piggy's Daisy. And we have a lot more to choose from, but the one character I thought that would have the most ridiculous, oppressive masculinity 
and could be, I was going to say ham-fisted, but I think that's wrong. I mean, I think it has, I think in my opinion, it should be Sam the Eagle, because only he would be so egregious. Hmm. I feel like putting Sam the Eagle in there, you're starting putting into, like, a critique on the American dream. <laughs> Which might work, because we're going back to the original Great Gatsby. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I feel like in my head I was seeing um, Bobo the bear just from like the kind of the brutish nature kind of being like one dimensional and yet potentially the most one of the more honest characters in the book. But I mean, in terms of the themes, like if we're trying to go for the actual themes of it, Sam the Sam Eagle makes more sense there. I feel that didn't even cross my mind. That's great. I don't know, the villains that you get into in the Muppet world, right? Like, then all of a sudden, who do we, who are we going to have in there? Like, Uncle Deadly? Like, that just wouldn't make sense for, you know, mm -hmm. being wed to Miss Piggy. Yeah. And you certainly cannot have 80s robot married to Miss Piggy. <laughs> I love it. I mean, who robot. are we to judge love? That's true. <laughs> That's true. I, I do want to throw out Myrtle's husband, George. I think should be played by Gonzo. Like I just, I just feel it emotionally is right. Well, so I think here's a big question, and this is in terms of what we have for our, right? Like the Muppet Christmas Carol being this great literary work that was then turned into a Muppet movie. I think one of the reasons that worked so well is because you had Gonzo and Rizzo as the narrators of the film. Mm -hmm. Right? Is that a tradition that gets carried over? Is that something where that's just a thing they do? And these movies going forward so that we have that ability to add not just the humor they can bring to any scene but to add the clarity and to add the the rich of the te the richness of the text it's a fair point i did not consider i thought uh the king prong uh i thought pepe would be the great thing for myrtle's husband Ooh. i had pepe as meyer wolfsheim oh that's better that is pretty great. That's pretty honestly. good. Well, who did you have for Gonzo that? Or not Gonzo. <laughs> who did you have? I'm so committed to this. Who did you have for George then? So I had Fozzie in there. Ooh. Oh, okay. Honestly, like with his little top hat. Yeah. I could see I could see the desperation in Fozzie's eyes as he spoiler alert <laughs> kills Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> as he just do you have to spoiler alert something that's been out since, you know, uh, well, how many years is it? I don't know. Since now. 1925. Since 1925. Yeah. I don't know. There's something, uh, deeply cinematic to me about like Fozzie on his knees in front of the eyes, just staring up at it. Also, yeah. Whose eyes are they going to be? Are they just going to be like generic eyes? I mean, it would be slightly ironic if they were, like, the felt Muppet eyes. So I, I would say that if we're talking about glasses, there's really two Muppets that are featured heavily with glasses. Speaker. And I think <laughs> Bunsen Honeydew. <laughs> Bunsen Honeydew is the eyes of God. <laughs> They're watching over you. 
I mean, they're supposed to be for, you know, an Oculus, and he is a doctor. We don't know what type of doctor he technically is, so, you know. <laughs> they are really watching over point. all of us. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that I, I there's nothing that's going to top that, so, yes. <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about it. Oh, my Lord. This is just... What about, what's the name of the character that's, like, based off of the, ten, it was a tennis player, golfer? She's who, a golfer. Jordan. Jordan? Okay, who's yep. Jordan? Because I remember her being, like, a little, like, snobby snob. Because there's, like, a lack of female Muppet characters. Part of me thought it would be really funny if it was Janice. Because the character in the book kind of just doesn't care about the rules. Like, she scratches in golf and she moves her golf ball. But it would be a little funny if it was Janice, since just Janice is so outer spacey. Uh, that she just kind of, like, flirts in between realities. Because she is very detached. That's fair. Janice is pretty iconic. And also, are, it's in this version, like, how true to, like, the original novel is it going to be? Like, is there going to be, like, any, like, modern, like, little, like, la-la-la jokes in it? <laughs> I don't know why you go la-la-la. <laughs> <laughs> or is it going to be, oh, no, like, we keep in this. Well, maybe not to the T because of murder, but, like, very close to accuracy. We're going to make it timeless. Well, so can I throw a curveball at you that had just played in my head um, just because, right? So, like, this is something where they were in the midst of it, you know, of the Roaring Twenties when Gatsby wrote the, or not when Gatsby, when Fitzgerald wrote Gatsby, and years later, looking back on it, like, we see so much more to it, seeing it scrunched in between, you know, World War One, World War Two, the Roaring Twenties, and then, you know, the Great Depression at the end of the Twenties kind of crashing down around it. My thought, if we wanted to modernize it, would be to set it after, like, the Iraq War, right? So you've got mm -hmm. folks coming back. Then all of a sudden, Gatsby isn't a bootlegger. Gatsby's running pills for all of the folks that are coming back. So he's in the pain medication. Like, that's how he's making his money. Um, but one of the things that, you know, really stood out to me in this time was... You know, the, when this originally came out, right, like women getting the vote and the flapper kind of scene and like women doing things that, you know, wasn't you know, like Gatsby, the book, when it came out, it was controversial, like the, mm -hmm. the sex and the role of women and the parties and all that. And like, that's just crazy to me that you read this book now and it's super controversial when it came out. Although I guess, was it last year that a school in Alaska banned it, which just seems silly, but makes sense yeah. for Alaska too. Yeah. I mean, I guess was that so. Like, it was recently, um, but anyways, sorry, uh, flip this around and have Miss Piggy be Gatsby Ooh. and then have Kermit be Daisy. So flip it around so you have a strong Ooh. female Gatsby, turn it on its head. And the thing that stuck out to me immediately at that point was then all of a sudden, you know, you have this like, you know, Nick Carraway character of, you know, Nikki or, you know, Nicole, something along there. And, you know, think then all of a sudden, like, Florence Pugh or Jennifer Lawrence like that started popping into my head there to fit those but yeah Miss Piggy as Gatsby just felt right in my soul <laughs> she could carry it I like that goose I'm not even joking I got like goosebumps yeah same I was like wait a second Gatsby. I was like this is what America needs right now <laughs> literally everybody crowded around their very very large tv 
Also, yeah. like, I feel like Miss Piggy, like, you put her in, like, a nice tailored little suit, like, she would work it. She would be, like, Glamazon. She's like, I am here. I am rich. Get out of my way. And it would be very powerful. And then also, like, Daisy's kind of timid. Like, she does act ostentatiously, but, like, she also, like, comes off as, like, a little bit more reserved. So, like, that would make more sense for somebody who's, like, Kermit than somebody like Miss Piggy, whose personality cannot be contained in her room. Yes. Also, I think it's really funny to have Jennifer Lawrence play against all of those characters. (laughs) Does she have the range? Maybe. But, oh my god. That's so funny. I mean, honestly, like, if I was going to go for, like, just, like, you know, break the rules, dream casting, I feel like I'd do... Florence Pugh as Nick, Miss Piggy as Gatsby, Jennifer Lawrence as Tom, and then Kermit as Daisy. Get a little going in there and have Jennifer Lawrence bring uh, some of that like American hustle energy to that. Um, But, you know, that's alternate takes of the podcast. I mean, honestly, I'm seeing this vision and I'm on board. I mean, I think that's actually much more exciting than our traditional take. Like, if we're going at it that way, I think that's pretty good. But who would be... So if you had Jennifer Lawrence and Florence Pugh, who would be Myrtle and who would be Jordan? Well, I see. And that's where, like, all right, so if we're limiting back to, like, you know, casting as many Muppets as possible, um, I feel like Myrtle if we're looking for a male with that, like a male Muppet, and right, like male, female, that's just a bunch of bullshit anyways these days, but like, animal, maybe, as Myrtle? Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) That's a lot, but I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really, it would work for the party scene, when in like the book, Myrtle gets her nose broken, but animal could just like, be very wild. So that is a very good thematic substitution. Oh my god. And then who's, who's Georgina then? I mean, would it be Walter? <laughs> Ooh. Wait, is Walter that a Muppet? Because w- in my brain, I just went to Walter Cron- Cronkite, and I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> 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 Holy buckets, Diana. Uh, yes, let's get day. Walter Cronkite's family to give us permission and CGI him into this movie. It's just sort of those, um holograms like they did for like Kim Kardashian's birthday oh it's from the Muppets movie <laughs> okay. I was yeah. like I don't remember Walter wait what, okay. Jason Siegel's little brother yeah. right yeah. wait is Jason Siegel gonna be in this movie somehow cause he's all about that Muppet lifestyle I mean he didn't come back for the sequel so oh that's a fair point yeah well, I mean, I wouldn't say I no to Jason Siegel, but who does say no to him? True. I don't know. There's something distrustful to me. Like, if I pulled up his Wikipedia photo right now, and there's just something in the eyes that I'm like, ooh, I don't know, a little murdery to me. Of Jason Siegel or Walter the Muppet? Walter the Muppet, I'm fine with. Jason Siegel, <laughs> there's just... <laughs> there's just, just something I'm a little untrustful of. Is that wrong? I mean, honestly, Walter's got some murder eyes, too, at some point, so... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, Walter does have that look in his eye. 
I feel like Walter would, like, kill with you. Like, if you needed to, like, goodbye Earl someone, he'd be in it with you. Fair. But, like, Siegel, he might be Earl. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the vibe I'm getting. I don't know. I don't know this man. He might be a really lovely human. I think, like, Paul Rudd's friends with him. And I, if, you know, if Paul Rudd says he's fine, then I'm probably fine with it. But I don't know. Yeah, because you have, because then, yeah, if you were to, so if we put, if you put Walter in as George, then you could fit Fozzie in as Jordan. So then you'd still have Fozzie, still have your main characters there. I think that, and so in all the different iterations of this I did in my brain, the three the three that I never changed were Owl Eyes, Killspringer, and The Eyes. Mm-hmm. And that was Scooter, Rolf, and Bunsen Honeydew, respectively. Like, those three just felt like you couldn't play with those. But everybody else, like, you can play around with that quite a bit. That's a good thinking with Scooter. I hadn't gotten there, but I like that. Mm-hmm. So, I have some questions mm-hmm. about how some of the more scandalous parts of this book will go. Um, so, like, when they run over Myrtle... Like, are, is this like, oh, let's try to make this family friendly? Or is it like, oh, we're just gonna, like, run towards her and she'll just, like, fall dramatically to the side? Or are you gonna hit her, but, like, confetti comes out instead of blood? Or spiders, like we discussed before? Like, what is... Like, what is this vision here? Like, you know, because is this gonna be truly for children? Or, like, you know, you gotta... You gotta respect the, the, the art... Well, I mean, you can leave the violence off screen, right? So, like, you don't have to, we don't have to get into the, like, Baz Luhrmann version where, you know, Myrtle's flying through the air in front of the eyes and this just, like, symbolism down your throat and you're choking on it. Um, If you have it done off screen and then you can just have Myrtle injured, right? Like, you can do some Mm -hmm. sort of comical, like, head bandage and, like, arm thing or crutches like you could make it that she was injured instead of killed mm-hmm. bandage face she's yeah. no longer beautiful yeah <laughs> do like full like mummy wrap on it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but then what do you do for Gatsby what, what is Miss Piggy going to be floating in a pool can pigs <laughs> float I don't know have you ever tried throwing like a pig in a pool Phil yeah, you're from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they love to root around in some slop and mud and swampiness, but I can't say I've ever seen a pig actually swimming. Um, so I just Googled it, and it says, pigs can't fly, but they sure can swim. <laughs> <laughs> no one is quite sure how they got to Pig Beach, but if you're lucky enough to visit this island, the pigs will swim right up to your boat to greet you. So I guess there's a pig island. Yeah, does that mean Miss Piggy has to, like, put up the first sale sign at the end of it instead of being murdered? <laughs> Can she mysteriously vanish into the green light? Well, I mean, I think that, right, like, the parts of the book that are the most difficult to deal with are, right, like, Tom and Nick and Myrtle and the little, like, sex party that they have. But I feel like you could get through that pretty easily with a musical number there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then you have the violence, so you keep the violence off.
screen of the car accident and the end like i that's i mean i feel like that's going to be the hardest part in terms of like do you make it a little darker and like push the limit of the muppets just a little bit so that way you can actually have some of the themes land appropriately or do you do like a weird like character break like pull out of the universe at that point and like you know do something weird where you're you know you're trying to convey the themes just through something completely random i don't i don't know i that was the hardest part of all of this is how do you get through it but, but you know i've I feel like that's important, but it's also really, you know, weird to think about Muppet murder and, I like, mean, Miss Piggy floating in the pool. Could Jennifer Lawrence just be walking around a once vibrant house that's now empty? Wait, isn't Jennifer yeah. Lawrence Tom? Well, if we're going back or, to, like, one me, person Florence as... Pugh. Florence yeah, Pugh. Well, what if she, like, goes to the house and it's empty, and then you get the voiceover from, like, Gonzo, and then, like, she looks in the pool, and, like, you get a symbolic, and it's one of those, like, giant pool floats that look like a flamingo, but instead it looks like Miss Piggy? No? Okay, well, I'm just throwing things out here. Yeah. I mean, you could do what they did in Breaking Bad, where they just have that teddy bear floating in the pool for an entire season. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think if you did some sort of, you know, like, creepy build-up to it, and then maybe just jump the shark and go straight back to narration and, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you have Miss Piggy at the pool, and then you have, who did we have for George? Was it Walter? Yes, yes. Walter is yeah. George. So if we have, you know, so you have Walter, right, right? Can you, are Muppets allowed to hold guns? Can, could you know. show Walter, like, walking, like, with a gun? What um, if he just pushes her into the pool, and that's symbolic enough? Oh. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. So Miss Piggy's there, like, waiting for the phone call, looking off into the distance. And then Walter pushes her into the pool. So then do you, right, so do you do an actual funeral, right? Do you do the whole, um, you know, Nick trying to get people to come over for the funeral and then Gatsby's dad showing up? Like, do you just see Walter push Piggy into the pool and Miss Piggy splashes around a little bit and then it cuts to a funeral scene? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, I mean, I think that would be fantastic, but... How many children would be traumatized to see Miss Piggy dead? That's a fair point. Like, I mean, could you do it, like, instead of a funeral, the next shot is just, like, like, a moving truck? It's like, she's gone. And then, like, people go, they're like, come to the garage sale. I don't know. I I mean, it would be interesting since you said it's, like, post-Iraq war that, like, it would be Florence or whoever is inhibiting or inhabiting Nick's character like calling people on the phone and like everybody either like dodging her calls or like her going on a computer and like not finding record of like Miss Piggy as Gatsby and things like that make it a Facebook event and everyone clicks decline (laughs) yeah I could see that where it's you know it, it is it that 
Miss Piggy died or is it that Miss Piggy disappeared, right? Kind of leave that open to the interpretation of like, is Nick, you know, is Nikki trying to find Gatsby or is, are they trying to contact people for Gatsby's funeral? I think you could do that with enough ambiguity so that way like kids could think that like, oh, you know, they're, you know, she's trying to find Miss Piggy. But then if you've read the book, you know, you're a little older, like, oh, this is representing that, that scene from it. And then, like, 15 years later, there's whatever's replaced BuzzFeed on the internet. It's like, oh my god, do you guys remember we watched this as kids? And it actually meant she died. And some <laughs> listicle. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how they have, like, the Rugrats yes. ones being like, it was all Angelica's dream. Oh my god. Oh, BuzzFeed. <laughs> Chocolate also, cheese. I do love the concept of it being, like, more modern, because I do envision like a scene where it just looks like it's diddy's white party mm. like, that it's being thrown and just the whole stuff and i sort of i want to throw this out there i know like the fact that it's set in like the hamptons is a huge thing but i sort of feel like it should be set in miami oh like have y'all seen the big af mansions down there and like the uh, the crazy wealth down there like, I mean, I did be, see like, Bad Boys too. <laughs> like, you just, you, if you're out of Miami, and you just drive in a certain area, you're like, wow, these houses are, like, bigger than a mall, and someone lives mm. here. There's, you know, crazy amounts of money. A lot of it, probably drugs. Um, but, you know, if that's the plot line, I think it might make more sense than the Hamptons. And also, I do want Diddy's white party to be incorporated. <laughs> Which is in Miami. Unless he's moved it. No, I think that fits. I mean, I think that, you know, because then all of a sudden you could even, right, you go from, like, the Valley of Ashes to, like, the Swamp of Ashes or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you could easily, like, play with that. Because I think that's one of the things that the symbolism is so kind of crucial is that you have, like, you know, the the rich area and then you have the city and then you have to have that that ability to go through the <laughs> the absolute shit show that florida is so you know that would make total sense just driving you get the oh, they could ocean be on, on both sides oh the airboats is definitely <laughs> funnier because there's definitely like muppet animatronic alligators out there in life if, oh my god, if there's not a scene in a swamp, then I don't want to watch this movie. Then this Excuse isn't me. Shrek. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Diana, are like, we missing anything? Oh, we didn't talk about the music, because we've talked about, like, musical numbers, but, like, what is the vibe? Because, like, obviously, like, the Boz Lerman one, like, Jay-Z did the soundtrack for that, so, like, I will say, like, even though that movie is a, a mess if you watch it. I love the soundtrack to that movie. Um, just because I may have questionable taste, but I don't care. Like, I love the, the Lana Del Rey. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I feel like that song's so great if you're having, like, a very dramatic day and you're like, let me, like, look out a window and, like, just put this on my speaker and be like, oh, you know, and you just want to have a moment. And that's a very good vibe for the movie. But... For a Muppets movie, probably not. I mean, talking but, about Billie Eilish, you could have Billie Eilish. 
so okay i promise this this makes sense when i say it have any of you guys did any of you guys this holiday season watch the dolly pardon christmas on the square movie in the netflix or on the netflix yes i did not but okay. tell me <sighs> jackie i need you to watch it i know Just, i'm behind i'm behind well so um it was the christmas film of a generation to say lightly and <laughs> But it had, like, the very wholesome, like, we're going to break out into musical numbers every five minutes. So, like, is that the vibe? Are we going for, like, wholesome, like, Dolly Parton, like, musical, like, let's just sing about the, well, I guess not the Roaring Twenties, but you know, like, the whole Great Gatsby vibe sung by Muppets every 20 minutes or is it going to be more like a soundtrack soundtrack I mean I I feel like you could definitely like incorporate some newer themes into it and update some of that um, whether it's Billie Eilish or you know there's so much new jazz out there that is available that you could easily mm-hmm. introduce some of that in here and right like you know what would happen if you called up Phineas and Billy and were like hey we need a really good jazz song for the Muppets to sing. Like, who knows what they'd come up with, but it'd probably be pretty freaking awesome. So yeah, um, I think it'd be interesting to do it in a modern setting, but still have jazz be like a heavy musical influence over it. Um, but I mean, I think you'd have to keep the like the Muppet, like the musical side of that. You'd have to, you know, you could have an introductory song. You could have the song to take the place of um, when Tom and... Uh, Nick and Myrtle at their little party like you could you know the Gatsby's parties are just begging for a musical number there like mm-hmm. you have a small more intimate number when they're in the um, in the cottage like meeting again with all the flowers or the flashbacks like I, I think it'd be really easy to like you know have to cut songs out of this film because there'd be enough spots to put them in and especially if you use the music to you know move along the narrative and actually use the the lyrics to push the themes of it all i think that would fit really well with it um i would love somehow miss piggy doing like a cover of green light by lord but like in like a, <laughs> like a different way like, like i don't know how you say it like not like like a remix of it is maybe that's the right word but just, you know, her sitting on, uh, like, sitting on the pier where her yacht stocked in her backyard and, like, the green light. And she's, like, just singing that green light. I want it. <laughs> I mean, can you blame me? Would that not be a beautiful moment in cinema history? I mean, I'm yes. A, a thousand percent yes. Like, that, that would be. It, yeah. <laughs> I already see it replacing the Miss Piggy version of a hello from Adele when she gets hit in the face with a leaf. <laughs> also, I would love Adele on this soundtrack. She could have a cameo. Yeah. Or like a puppet, or a puppet, a muppetized version of Adele. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of options here. I, I you know, mean, I'm okay with it. The, the more we talk about it, the more it just seems that there's got to be somebody out there somewhere that's literally going to do this just because it's... Not that it's easy to make a movie or a miniseries these days, but, you know, 
Disney has more money than Gatsby did, so they can they can throw some at this, and it wouldn't be too difficult. <laughs> like you could easily crank this out, and if you do less than a B, like plus on it, it's just because you literally didn't care. Like this would this would just take care of itself. I mean, I will say there is like people wanting to see this because like I have succumbed to the TikTok. Like, I fought it for many, many months, and now I'm on it, and I feel 100 years old. But, like, there's youths that are, like, making TikToks be like, I can't wait to see... <laughs> this is how youths talk. I can't wait to see <laughs> them up at Great Gatsby. <laughs> but, you know, if I had... <laughs> I tell you what! Love it tells, y'all. That's just how Gen Z's talk in my mind. I got really upset today because I saw a TikTok talking about how these Gen Z's are like, we listened to Marina and the Diamonds in seventh grade um, and her album, which she had that whole concept album with like Teen Idol and all those songs. And she's like, and that's why we're all fucked up. And I have a distinct memory of seeing them when I was a junior in college and being like, oh my God, I'm so old. I feel like a thousand years old and these... And this person who made this video looked like an adult, and I was like, I'm going to cry. I need to go drink some wine. Like, it was just too much for me. It's been a long, a long emotional day on TikTok. That's, that sounds horrible, honestly. Yeah, you guys, don't get TikTok unless you want to also buy, like, a vat of wrinkle cream from Costco. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. You know, I see a dual partnership in the future. <laughs> TikTok and Costco? Yes. God, that's worse than Walmart. Yeah. It's not ideal. Costco's, Costco's like, at least treats their employees, like, relatively nicely versus Walmart. Oh, no. Fair. Walmart Fair. has to be a villain in this, in this somehow. They are plastic. The eyeball work sign. For Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> the eyeball sign is on a billboard outside of a Walmart superstore. Come get your eyes checked at Walmart by Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. He's got glasses, but no eyeballs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think the only other part we usually say is like what network we would want this to be on. But, I mean, I think this has to be an HBO Max original series. I think well, it's whatever I mean, Disney will let it be. Oh, that's yeah. true. I forgot Disney owns this. I feel like it'd be Disney Plus, like, pretty easy. I guess a question I had for you that I was thinking about in terms of, like, directors. Would you have any directors that you'd want to see come in and, like, put their own personal style or imprint on it? Is Chris Columbus still alive? Yeah. Well. <laughs> like, the guy who directed Home Alone in the first two Harry Potter movies? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what was funny. It was just sort of, is he alive? <laughs> How old do you think he is? Not yes, young. He was born in 1958. He is still alive. He's from oh my Spangler, Lord. Pennsylvania, USA. I'd like to see Christopher Columbus do it. Or if his full name, Chris Columbus. I don't know what his real full name is. It's Chris Joseph Columbus. I just Googled it. Okay, I would like that gentleman, or however he identifies, I would like that person to be the director. What, what is your reasoning? Do you have reasoning? Home Alone is great, and so are the first two Harry Potter movies. 
Honestly, I mean, have you the, watched the director's cut of Chambers of Secret recently? It's so long. It's so long. So we, they could have all the songs, Phil. You you put together lots of songs, <laughs> and I think Chris Columbus is good with ensemble casts. So there you go. Best of both <laughs> worlds. Could you imagine? You're like, I want David Fincher to be the director. <laughs> He's on my short list. <laughs> really? Did you just... see Mank? Did you see his vision of that time period? Imagine it in Technicolor. I mean... <laughs> Or you know what? Just get like a really like stylized Wes Anderson version of this. He's on my short list too. Oh my god, Phil! Maybe I am psychic. <laughs> There's a third one. Go go for the trifecta. Oh, she's at know. the top I, of the list. At the top of the list, yep. it's not like Sofia Coppola, is it? Nope, Greta Gerwig. Uh, oh, I can see it. I, if you were okay. gonna say Olivia Wilde, I'd be upset with you because we're currently feuding about her dating Harry Styles, but. It is what it is. I just, I mean, Little Women is such a masterpiece that I think it'd be interesting to see what she could bring to something like this. I mean, I think Wes Anderson would be, you know, he's got the Isle of Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox. So he's got some, I think he'd have the patience for like puppetry to do it. And honestly, I'm just, you know, I I go, I ride hard for David Fincher. I don't care. Um, So yeah, like. Florence Pugh and Miss Piggy doing 200 takes like that just sounds amazing for a behind the scenes. <laughs> I mean, I would not say no. That reminds me of like when Pixar used to do like the bloopers, like for Bugs Life, they did a whole bunch of those that roll mm-hmm. during the credits. I just imagining that now with Florence and Miss Piggy. It would be so worth it. Also, I, just, I think. I'm- Oh, go ahead, Diana. Oh, no, go for it. I was going to say something stupid. You go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I, like, I had thought about that a lot because obviously, you know, The Great Gatsby is this, you know, part of America, um, but the prose to it, right? Like, the actual words themselves are so wonderful and so beautiful in spots that I think it, I think it would be interesting to see somebody with, like, really high-minded auteur take a crack at it, and that's, not to say that Baz Luhrmann isn't a high-minded auteur, but he also directed Australia, which is mm. a flaming pile of garbage, similar to I don't know New Jersey. Mm. So, <laughs> like, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, I I would love to see somebody really take like the beauty of the words and try to convey those through the visuals or through the narration or through the music, something like that, because it's so wonderfully melodic. You guys, I'm just very upset now that this does not already exist. <laughs> we have to look forward to things. It's true. It's true. And Phil, when people are like, wow, this guy's really on to something. I need him to tell me how to cast Catcher in the Rye that's set in post-Vietnam era or the 90s grunge scene. <laughs> I know, last time you gave us your PlayStation handle? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. Do you want to repeat um, that for folks? Or have so, you moved uh, on to Animal Crossing? Well, I will say that I... No, I have time moving on to Animal Crossing. Um, the closest thing that I would say I have to social media these days, which is somewhat apt for this, is um, uh, Letterboxd. I don't know if you've seen or heard of that yet. It's an app for movie watching to log your movies, have a watch list, have a diary for what you've watched recently. Um you know, you can create lists in it. So I've been doing a 2020 ranking list in there. Um, so yeah, it's all about movies. Um, 
but it's got you can have friends in it and you can read reviews and i don't know it's kind of fun so you can find me on there um if you want to talk about movies or anything like that i am phil from iowa all one word (gasps) full circle yeah what a great username i mean i try i have that I've logged it most places, even if I'm not active on those places. I've always appreciated your dedication. Well, you know, I have nothing but time and corn and (laughs) meth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. If you are a Hollywood person who knows how to make movies happen and tv shows happen and anything happen just holla at us we have an an email we have an instagram we have a twitter everything is higher as hollywood um just pop us a line um we have great ideas please don't steal them just give us an email and and we can make this happen um anything else you guys want to add we'll be back date stamping Publish this as soon as you can so that when Disney rips us off, we can sue them for all the monies. I like how you think. (laughs) Okay. See y'all later. The first time we started re-recording or redoing new episodes, we had to do that legitimately ten times, Phil. It was Mm -hmm. not cute. Totally fair. You know, we just weren't in the swing of it. We couldn't remember how words worked. Just, they were just letters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right.